This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. <laughs> on Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standout. From a pay phone, call collect. Thank you for that uh, rousing introduction there. Uh, I think we said his that new hire's name is Gerald, I think it was? Gerald. Gerald, okay. Thank you. Worth the worth the price we're paying him right now. Uh, anyways, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I won't steal kids and kittens. Oh, wait a minute, I just did. <laughs> from the from the Northern Command Center studio in uh, Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and yeah, it was that introduction was just hard to beat. I'm stumbling now all of a sudden, and uh, from. Oh, Queens, New York, in the, I think he's actually on the first floor, ground level, of the massive Radio TFI tower. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Boy, that sounds much, much better coming out of my mouth. And you're right, I am on the ground floor today. We've got the big picture windows going. We're waving to the massive crowd outside. Uh, they, they, I appreciate them showing up, even in, in this chilly, chilly weather. But yes, yes, and that was Gerald, our, our newest hire. Our staff announcer. Uh, unfortunately, Gerald couldn't spend the day with us today. Uh, he just did his bit and ran out. But we'll be hearing more from Gerald as time goes on. I bet we will. Watch <laughs> it. He's gonna. He's he, he's gonna want. He's gonna want top billing here. <laughs> he just may get it. You know these this this new talent. They 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 want to rise to the top immediately these days. Yeah, there it is. So, how are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I'm fine. Actually, it's probably one of the better days I've been in quite some time. It was it was cold yesterday. I had to be outside in the cold. I wore my thermal underwear. Uh, and it wasn't so bad. Beautiful, beautiful day here in the New York City tri-state area. It was clear, not a cloud in the sky. Frigid. Uh, walked out the door yesterday morning about 5.15 a.m., so about ooh, 23, 24 degrees. Granted, I understand that's springtime in uh, in, in Minneapolis. But, uh, yeah, all in all, a, a pleasant day, a pleasant weather day. We uh, we all agreed it could have been much worse. There was no wind to speak of. So it's not like we had it, you know, cutting through your bones. And... So let me get this straight here. It's not even below zero when you're dragging out your long johns. Below zero? It only has to get below 40. I say it's n- oh my God. <laughs> I don't I don't drag out the long johns. Yes, I do own a pair. 
I don't drag them out until it's until I realize that I'm going to be waking up to at least a 30 below zero wind chill. Well, that's you, Papa Bear. Okay, not all of that's us. That's right. Not all of us live in a freezer. Okay. You you still got some Florida blood in you. I'm afraid I, even after a year. I, I spill a bit every day, every day. <laughs> And then there's Mike King that wants you to come back. Doesn't that yeah. sound? Doesn't that sound uh, tempting every once in a while? It sounds tempting every time, every time, <laughs> every time. But uh, oh, of course that's not going to happen. But it doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter where I go. I still have the connection with our with our beautiful, beautiful audience, the best audience in the world, by the way. And and I don't have to yeah, be exactly. I, I don't have to be anywhere near you to do this show. Take that for what it's worth. Well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Take that any and nor do you want to be. <laughs> that's, speaking of uh, long johns and minus thirty degrees, if that's your threshold, I truly do not want to be there. <laughs> it is. Hey, uh, you know, it's actually supposed to. We're supposed to get up to forty today. You know? We're going to be some snow melting ah. today. And then during the course of next week, we'll get it back. Don't worry. It'll be back. Yeah, everybody's been commenting here uh, about what a, what a mild winter it's been. And it actually has been very mild. We uh, the, yeah. rule, the rule has been 40s uh, for, for most of the winter. Of course, I spent mm-hmm. that couple of months upstate, which was a whole different kettle of fish. But anytime I got back down into New York City, uh, I think we've had a couple of brush, one significant snowfall of a couple of inches. And a couple of dustings, but mm-hmm. nothing in the past, I think since before the new year. I don't think we've had any any precipitation. We've had rain. Oh, boy, if we had rain. But and not cold enough to uh, so, turn into the white stuff. Now, one thing that I do remember from, I did visit uh, New York City once in the uh, very early spring. And one thing I noticed is, at least in Manhattan... It seems like you got quite a wind tunnel there. So, oh, yes. While it, while it might not, while it might not seem like okay, it's forty degrees outside, that's comfortable. Boy, you get in that damn wind tunnel, and whoo, damn! Why didn't I wear a heavier coat? Well, I'll t- I'll tell you a quick little story. Uh, when when I was a kid, I was, I don't know, maybe five years old. My brother Mike was a year younger than me. And we're walking with my mother. We're walking down 51st Street, headed towards home. And it was a windy day to begin with. But because of that very wind tunnel effect that, that you're referring to, and it's for real. It, it, it can, man. But the wind was blowing so hard. I mean, we could barely, barely walk. My mother gets me to a, a sign post, a sign pole like a no parking sign and I'm holding on she's got me holding on for dear life she's holding on to my brother I kid you not my feet came off the ground with the wind (laughs) I kid you not and I I mean I can remember many many days as a kid especially that one particular block always seemed to be worse 51st street right by the church go figure whatever actually it was right usually across from my my grandmother's but uh Boy, oh boy, it could just get... Some days you couldn't even walk into the wind. That's how hard it was blowing. But... I, I do have a, just a news flash for you, by the way. Okay. Brother Mike is still a year younger than you are. Yes, he is. 
at the time. Well, <laughs> see, see, there's it, it's a thing that my uh, my my. Oh, if I mention it on the air, she'll kill me. But what the hell? What the hell? Now, my, my sister Karen is not quite a year older than me. So we're in this period right now, as we speak, where we are actually the same age. We're the same mm-hmm. age for about six weeks every year. And mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like it used to confuse her a whole lot. She claims now it never did. And I'll believe her. Wink, wink. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't think she listens to the show anymore, so so that's not a horrible thing. But uh, she could. It, I, there were more than a couple of years. She was like, "You're the same age as me, so how old is Michael?" Because my brother would have a birthday. Our birthdays come first in the year, then okay. Karen's. So we actually change age before she does. Okay. So and actually, my brother Mike is. Ah, uh, he'll be in the. Uh, in the birthday segment this week. His birthday comes up next week. I got well, a couple of people for uh, next yeah. week. I'll do this ahead of time. Happy birthday, Mike. All right. Well, and again, we'll, we'll get to all that in due time. In so, hour number two. Hour number two. Oh, the taxi stand hour. That's right. That's right. There's always room for... <laughs> always room for birthday wishes. So, you miss hitting that button with the birthday segment. I know you do. I do not. <laughs> Maybe a little. Oh, let's... Good Lord. Well, we do actually have some kind of serious stuff here to talk about at some point here. Yeah, we do. So why don't you lead us into temptation there? Uh, okay. Mm. So news came out this week uh, about... New York City got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. The city of New York has been ordered to pay $810 million to its debt-ridden cabbies. Uh, Letitia James, head prosecutor for the state of New York, said an investigation by her office showed that the auction price of thousands of permits, known as medallions, had been artificially inflated by hundreds of millions of dollars between 2004 and 2017. They, the TLC published false and misleading medallion prices, causing the price of a single medallion at auction to spike from two hundred eighty-three thousand to nine hundred sixty-five thousand dollars in two thousand fourteen. Imagine that it quadru- uh, tripled, tripled in that year. The city. So this wasn't the. This wasn't. Let me just, I want to just, just for a second, ask you a question. Sure. So this was, this, in other words, wasn't caused by mar- the market. This was artificially bumped up by the yes. city. By- yes, yes, Okay. Uh, the city allowed brokers and top players to collude on prices, the prosecutor said. Oh. As the TLC encouraged drivers to use the medallions as collaterals for loans. Uh, these medallions were marketed as a pathway to the American dream, but instead became a trapdoor of despair for medallion owners harmed by the TLC's unlawful practices, James said in a statement. Uh, you know, and of course, on top of that, New York's taxi industry was upended by the arrival of Uber and Lyft, and uh, more, more than 950 licensed taxi drivers have declared personal bankruptcy since 2016, according to a New York Times investigation. Uh Recent years have also seen a spate of suicides from cab drivers su- suffering under cu- crushing debt. 
The sum of $810 million corresponds to the city's revenues from medallion sales and resales, resale tax. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, the, the, the city played fast and loose with people's lives. Now, uh, you and I are reading or looking at the same story here, basically, although mine came from China for some reason. And, um, and it, anything, this one, this, anything good comes from China, let's face it. Oh, that's right. It was Ch- really it was China's article, and MSN was the one that copied it, right? The twenty the twenty twenty elections brought to you by China. Yeah, well, they might have a fight with Russia over that. Well, we'll have more on that a little later. Yes, on. We, oh yes, we will. Uh, <clears throat> this jumps out at me, but it says here that more than nine hundred and fifty licensed taxi drivers have declared personal bankruptcy since twenty sixteen, according to. A New York Times right. investigator. You read that, didn't you? Yeah. I did. I did. And and what yeah, that, that means... That, that jumps out at me. Also remember, that's not necessarily medallion owners, but just people with the with the New York City hack license. But, uh, but it, it doesn't change the fact that uh, people that used to be able to make a living in this town are not anymore. Uh, there's also a similar story out of San Francisco. The uh, San Francisco Chronicle. Before, I, go ahead. Th- just, just let me interject on that just one second, yeah, go, if I could. What this is going to do, and then trust me, Uber and Lyft drivers aren't making any money either at this. So what else, what you're going to wind up having, especially in an economy right now with where un- the unemployment rate, real or not, is at a almost record low. Uh, you have to understand that people who are going to be willing to do this type of work um, are going to wind it's going to be dumbing it down if you will now I'm not trying to say that you know I'm not trying to say that cab drivers and uber drivers are necessarily road scholars to begin with but you're going to really wind up uh, with a low I don't want to say lower class but a lack of any better term your driver your not as, how about the driver? How about this, John? Not as sophisticated. Well, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not going to know their streets as well. They're not going to be the safest drivers anymore. And I, like I said, that includes taxis. That also includes your precious little Uber and Lyft. Now, keep Go in ahead, mind. Man, keep in mind, I sat through the twenty-four hours of classroom training last year to mm-hmm. to get a New York City hack license, which taxi drivers and The ride hail drivers have to get, and mind you, uh, for each of the days for each class I was in, uh, two of the three days I was the only person who was going to drive a medallion cab. Everybody else was Uber. And the map day, there was one other fella. Uh, But what scared, what was more scary than anything else, was not the intelligence level of anybody in the class; it was the language proficiency. Uh, yeah. Now you can take the New York City uh, hack license test in a variety of languages. You you can take the classroom training in a variety of languages, Mandarin, uh, Spanish, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the map class was 
sad to the point of there was a gentleman sitting next to me seemed pretty intelligent i'm guessing he was russian I, i'm guessing but i don't think he he had more than half a dozen words of english at his command very pleasant fellow uh he kept looking at me for help i did the best i could for him uh my russian being not my russian's not bad it's non-existent uh <laughs> Uh, but that's well i i mean it, it you've always attracted that kind of people that kind of person you know they're looking for any kind of job to do uh but that's that's where your problems are and again i'm not holding anything against anybody but you know look english is uh there's some some jobs where english is a real bonus and uh well well i'll tell you personally from our our uh, our company now we don't have the vast uh what's the word i'm we 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 really only have uh english speakers here for the most part a few spanish speakers as far as in our and i'm speaking for our company but it's the largest in the uh in the twin cities area uh well, many, 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 many of our drivers come from uh, the East African uh, region, and uh, I am the captain. Whatever the uh, whatever language it is they're speaking, <laughs> whether it's Arabic, whether it's uh, uh, Swahili, whatever, uh, I I don't know, but um, it puts them at a severe disadvantage. Puts those drivers at a severe disadvantage because uh, everything we do our entire staff in the uh, in the company are all English speakers we don't have anybody it might not be a bad idea to put somebody on staff that that spoke a different language um, but it does it, it puts the uh, it puts the drivers at a very severe disadvantage uh, here at least in the Twin Cities I don't know about New York because it seems like there's a uh, a vast uh, diversity uh, of different languages and what have you there. It can be frustrating. You look at times. Well, I yeah. look like I look I like that most days. Yeah, I look like that most. Well, days. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say that, Ed, but you know. Uh, but yeah, you know. Anyway, let's. Go ahead, we, San we, Francisco. We're going back to. And we're going back 80 years in the past to, to where everything started because of uh, the, the, the deregulating, the, the uh, look, San Francisco basically has pulled what New York did. Uh, they, uh, uh, they basically uh, bumped up the price of these medallions, leaving people to, uh, you know, just to, just to sink. Uh, they colluded. It's exactly what happened in New York. But what more interesting about about this article was was the final paragraph. And again, this is at the San Francisco Chronicle from a few days ago. Uh, it gives some very interesting statistics. Average New York City medallion prices fell sixty seven percent between two thousand ten and two thousand nineteen. Chicago fell eighty two percent. In that same time period, uh, Philadelphia, Miami, 
in the same time period, 2010 uh, to 2019, fell 93% and 92% respectively. I can tell you just anecdotally, uh, Broward County, where I was in Fort Lauderdale, uh, the, the rental rate for what we referred to in Broward County as a city permit that allowed a taxi to work the city of Fort Lauderdale used to rent out at about between 170 and 180 a week per cab. Uh, the last time I leased a permit, I was paying, what was I paying? $100 a week. And we were about ready to negotiate that down. Uh, when finally, you know, we, we had to shut the shutter the doors. And they had a estimated value at the time of about, well, the full-blown Broward County permit they were they they're always given a issued by lottery. The county doesn't resell them. But there weren't a lot of numbers, but for the county the county permits, I know people that paid $150,000, $180,000 for a permit eight, ten years ago. Now mind you, this was something at best you could get a hundred dollars a week for. It would take you twenty some odd plus years to recoup your money. And now uh of course those things they're selling I know of one one independent cab company who's buying these permits up at uh, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a pop. So there's a drop of uh, whatever the percentage will be from from one fifty to twenty. Uh, Yellow cab, the outfit I worked for, was offering people fifteen thousand dollars for their permits because there's no value. There's no value anymore. And they're also counting on eventually things coming back. But of course, when you've got the money, you can do it. 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. John? Al? I got to tell you, I like Gerald's version better. (laughs) I may never say that. I may never give out that phone number again. You may may never have to. We'll talk about Gerald in an hour or two. (laughs) We'll talk about our staff. Okay. You got uh, any? I've, I've well, never seen, never seen so much fanfare over a new hire in my entire. Not since Oliver was born. I, I, <laughs> I honestly did not expect all this, but. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, what the heck is? Uh, right, well, go ahead. well, we've got Uber has decided to shut down their Los Angeles office. They're laying off eighty people, uh, and they did this with exactly zero notice. They called everybody in and said, that's it, we're shutting down today. Uh, the uh, They're, they're going to shift all the support out to Manila. Uh, we've decided to, one of their, one of their uh, flunkies, I won't even, I won't give their name because they don't deserve it. We've decided to close the downtown LA office and we will be moving the outreach and innovation work to our Manila uh, office where we can continue to support the business as it grows. Uh, oh, Center of Excellence. That's our Manila Center of Excellence. Uh, this was a customer support hub, the, your drivers. Uh, so ba- basically, they've, they've told the people, that the 80 people that work there and the drivers in the LA area who would go to these, they call them green light hubs. And this is yeah, where you can, I remember that. This is where you can go and actually talk to somebody, maybe resolve an issue. That's gone in LA now. And... Uh, and for those of you who still think Uber's got the best interests of everybody at heart, 
I want a little bit of what you're having. Well, you know, it seems to me like uh, anything associated, uh, the, the phrase or the term center of excellence, excellence, isn't that what they call it in center Manila? Of, yes, sir. Center of excellence. Huh? Somehow that seems like uh, kind of an oxymoron, oxymoron when you're uh, uh, talking about Uber to begin with, but wow. uh, that's neither here nor there, <laughs> I guess. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense to me for them to close. Maybe not have it staffed with 82 people. I, I don't know, but good Lord. You know, these drivers can barely walk and chew bubblegum, uh, especially in a uh, in such a vast area as Los Angeles, you know. Do they have those centers in New York? I'm sure they do. I wouldn't know where it is. Oh yeah, actually, oh, yeah. I do. I do know where it is. It's in the same. Coincidentally, it's uh, in the same building as the Taxi and Limousine Commission. When you go to get your oh. hack license and all that, it's literally right there. It's a. I, I uh, mean, I've seen it. I've walked right up to the door. I didn't go in, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, oh, yeah. Uber. Uber has three of those in the Twin Cities, and actually, Lyft has one as well. Yeah. Uh, a matter of fact, one of the lift offices is only is a stone's throw away from uh, uh, Uber's uh, the the first Uber gr- uh, Green Light Center or whatever they're yeah uh, known as in Fort Lauderdale. And they're, they're, they're in Fort Lauderdale. The the Lyft Support Center is inside a Pep Boys uh, auto parts store. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me none. Oh, you know, I was it's funny. I was just I was getting work done on my uh on my car um at a Midas. Now, I I know I people are going to say Midas, oh that's so expensive and whatnot. Believe it or not, they are the only is the only place I spoke to that would be willing to do a brake job for me by not automatically ripping off the rotors as well. You know, if every place I spoke to uh, said, well, you know, brake job will cost anywhere from three to four hundred dollars because, you know, not only do we have to. Pr- yeah, we'll not only have to replace the uh, the pads, but we got to replace the rotors. Now, what they did do, by the way, was they just stay. They replaced the rear. They replaced the rear uh, pads because that was the only one. And by the way, they say lifetime guarantee. Hey, I hope that hope that stands uh, uh holds to be um they did they did uh, take care of the spacers in my uh, rear brakes as well um but no my my rotors were still in in really good shape i don't ride my brakes like some people do obviously because I, I i personally had had that car now for a year and a half and this is now the first time i've had to do any type of brake work with really it. So yeah, that's uh, hmm. I I'm really weird with my brakes. For one thing, I do you in a lot them? of instances. Uh, every once in a while, <laughs> no, I let the cars. I you know I I tap them and let the car slow, uh, slow down naturally. Uh-huh. Transmission's still in good shape, so it kicks in properly. And uh, I've had really good luck with that. Good I'm, for you. How many miles on it now? I have I have put on. Uh, a little over eighty thousand myself. And what's the total um, miles? There's a hundred and uh, total miles right now are one. What do I got? One hundred forty-seven thousand. 
All right, here's what you put in the back of your head now and start getting ready for it. The transmission. Uh-huh. Sometime, somewhere, yep. somewhere in the next 50,000 miles. You may get lucky, mm-hmm. okay? But start looking now for a transmission guy, okay? Get a set price. You'll want it rebuilt, okay? Because it's going to go. I mean, I had oh, of course. I had some of the vans went well over 200,000 and that never needed a tranny. But for the most part, just like Crown Victoria's in that line of work, you're looking at anywhere between 150,000 and 200,000 miles is is when they go. That's my experience. Probably 70% of my cars the trannies went in that and my vans went in that in that area. You know, the thing is too is though I'm assuming that um, that Fort Lauderdale was a lot like New York City. Well, not in the same realm, but a lot of stop and go there. I'm assuming. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I we don't have the same type of stop and go uh, in this area. I mean, other than stoplights, you know, John, we don't have the same. John, your transmission's going to go regardless. Doesn't matter. Well, no, I I, I understand that. I also understand that. Uh, that the uh, Grand Caravans also are notorious for puking a tranny earlier, maybe than some other. Not really. Vehicles. Not not my experience. Not my experience. Oh. And I had forty of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there you go. So, not my experience. Did it happen? Yes. Was it Was it the norm? No. Uh, mm. As As far as the brakes went, well, see, I had a regular mechanic and I had regular service. So every three weeks, every one of these vans was put up. On the lift, he would pull the pull a tire or two off, check the brakes. If we needed them, we needed them. If we didn't, we didn't. We didn't wait until they got bad. Once they started well, showing, got bad. Yeah, yeah. If once it got to a particular point, one thing we never ever heard. Once we started our regular maintenance program, was brake squealing. Which, by the way, if you're not aware, is the brakes saying, hey, you guys. Hey, need a little attention here. Need a little attention. There's nothing wrong with the brakes. They're designed to do that. But this is just the, hey, come come give me some love in here. And we never had that. We never had that because, you know, Richie would would pop a tire off, look, and if it needed brakes, put the brakes on. If not, if it needed a rotor, fine. He, you know, he, he would, you know, grind the rotors, whatever he needed to do. And uh, and we moved on, but again, we're talking about a slightly bigger operation than than what you're dealing with. Yeah. So, you know, it would be a good would be a good plan for me. Hit the lottery uh, would be to find. Well, yeah. Well, I hit the lottery. Isn't that sad? If I hit the lottery, I'd still want to be able to work at least some. I promise you, you'd rethink that. I don't know. Take take one good vacation someplace. Take Annie to take Annie to Italy and. Maybe take myself to Scotland. Hi, um, hi, laddie. Yeah, I don't think you know. I'm I'm actually a first generation uh, from my father's side. My father was born in Scotland. My uh, father was, but born. Uh, it's me bag boy. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> um, no, what would be a great idea would be for just a group of drivers to get together. And maybe find a mechanic, you know, a group of owner operators, get them together to find an owner that you could keep employed. So it'd be worth his to keep. It'd be worth it for him to 
just work on our stuff. Well, you know, that's that's highly unlikely because unless this mechanic is, you don't want to hire a guy because then somebody's got to be the boss. Now yeah. my guy, now my guy was, he ran his own shop, still does. Uh, what you want to do is find a guy who does good work, who understands that this vehicle needs to be on the road, you know, mm-hmm. not to, not to the point of you're going to jeopardize the vehicle or safety, but he understands, you know, sometimes I'm going to have to work a little later to get these vehicles out and going and give you fair pricing and do a decent mm-hmm. job. So I'm sure if, if you can find 10 drivers and talk to everybody about their mechanics. Then you pick one, and you go, "Hey, look, we all want to. We're all going to start bringing our vehicles here. Can we get a, a set price on regular oil changes? You know, blah blah blah. Are you willing? To I work miss late? the fact. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say I miss the fact that. Uh, the place I was originally bringing it, which quite frankly was the place I bought the car from. Uh, I, I miss the fact that uh, he doesn't work Saturdays anymore. That used to be the great routine. Is, is right. a lot of times if I had to get an oil change or something else done to the car, first thing I would do as soon as I got done do we got done doing the show, hop in the car, bring it to him. Uh, it was so nice. I didn't have to miss any work hours that way. That is the one thing. I hate doing. I hate breaking up a work day to have something well, done to the car. See, and that's the other. Sometimes thing. it's unavoidable. It's but. unavoidable. What you do is you also you find once you find this guy, you give him a key to your vehicle, and this way you can drop it off at the end of when you're done on Monday, and it's there for him first thing Tuesday, and you're not sitting around the shop waiting. You'll get there when you get there. Believe me, there's a ton of ways to do it, but uh, everybody's got to be on the same page. Boy, did we really, how did we get off the, boy, we really jumped the rails on this, didn't we? That's how this goes. It's like being on a, Yeah, I, how, how can I describe it? It's like sitting on, uh, being on, uh, waiting on a, oh, I don't know, a taxi stand? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I still have to get used to that premise. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, three plus years now. He still hasn't quite grasped the format of the show. We'll get there, though. We'll get there someday. I eh, it might take another five. It might. There's but, there... uh, always Are, that possibility. This thing. Are we ready to shift gears now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Lead did on, you, Montesquieu. Did you watch the debate? I did. You did. From beginning to end. Now, we did have some Oliver interruptions along the way there. But, yes, I, I definitely did watch this debate probably the more spent more time watching this debate than any other. Well, let me say this. And it was... After watching that debate, and I tweeted this out, so it's this is no breaking news here. As of right now, Bernie Sanders is the first entry into the... Uh, into my... Well, I'll vote for him if he's the nominee... But other than that, I want no part of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't like what I saw from him. I, I I can't put my finger on it. What finally pushed that button for me against him? 
And you Bernie bros out there, grow up, okay? Everybody's entitled to an opinion. I haven't settled on a candidate yet. Right now, I'm just eliminating people, and Bernie's the first one to go. Now, if it turns out he gets the nomination, well, I hold my nose and, you know, I'm not... It's kind of like I did with Hillary last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Or last time last year. Last last time, yeah. And you got to say, though, you got to admit, Elizabeth Warren kicked... Kicked uh, Bloomberg's ass early oh, on. Oh my God, that was impressive to watch. Actually, she she, gave, she came out with a roundhouse kick, and uh, she just blasted him. She just. Uh, by the way, your girl needs to stop trying to be funny. She's very bad at it. You better start writing her comedy there. Well, I'd be happy to, but she needs to stop. She forces jokes. Uh, she she's just she's she's not good at it okay and somebody like as, as she tries to be cute trying to wedge uh pre-written uh lines one-liners enforce things if she gets up against uh, uh cheeto in charge he's gonna demolish her he'll he'll just have have her crying like 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 a scared little girl in pigtails hovering in a corner See, I, and this is just because I've seen more of her than, than you have. Uh, I, I disagree with that. She was, I don't think she was as prepared for this debate as, as she was in others. And um, it showed. But, yeah, no, she wasn't as prepared, but she still held her own pretty good. You sent me a text during the debate uh, saying that, uh, I forget exactly the con- what, what she said, but... Uh, Basically said she's kind of slipping a little bit. Yeah, in, yeah, I'm yeah she was. I'm obviously paraphrasing. Um, and I and I said that she'll she'll gain the traction, and I think she did. I I it, it to took disagree. a while. I disagree with you, but again, you're entitled to your opinion, no matter how wrong it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but uh, by uh, the way, uh, I made a. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say I made a. Uh, I made a list of um, after this last debate. Now, this isn't how I f- felt the um, debate went. This is more based on what my preference would be if if the election was held tomorrow. Uh, Amy's tell. still going to be top of the list. A- Amy is still top of the list for me. Uh, I I I think that it's like I said uh, like I said last week. I think that we, after this uh, this frickin' tornado, the orange tornado that's ripped through this country uh, and caused major divisions, we need somebody. We need somebody to be the healer in charge, and I think that she's gonna be uh, she's going to be the one that's gonna say, "Okay, okay, Joey, it's okay. You know, we we've gone through worse." And so she's still top of my list. Obviously, yes, she's a local. She's the local candidate. She's the hometown hero, if you will. But uh, uh, but I still got Bernie second. I I like I like Bernie's plans. And by the way, I as soon as I I'll go through the rest of this in a hot second. But I do want to know what has put Bernie on the uh, on the poo poo list here. For you, uh, Warren Elizabeth Warren moved up to third just beyond that debate alone. 
Um, then the last three, Buttigieg, I actually got Mike Bloomberg ahead of Joe Biden. Well, so, that's interesting. So you, there it is for you. All right, let me give you my list. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's anybody but Trump and then Bernie. Uh-huh. So what what has put Bernie on the poo poo list? For well, you? I I said I said when we started this, I said I can't put my finger on it, but I don't know. It's I I, I kind of like some of the stuff he says. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm concerned about the fact that he'll be in his 80s. Uh, he's not a young man. I'm not worried about the heart attack thing. Been there, done that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's. He's up and about, and uh, I'd actually be happier if he had had uh, heart surgery, because then any anything that's wrong would have been repaired. But be that as it may, he's got the two stents. He's fine. Bloomberg said he has two stents as well. He's had them for 25 years, and he's going along just fine. I don't know his medical history, but I don't know. Just something about, well, while I can appreciate how Bernie is pulls no punches, so to speak. I, 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 I honestly, I can't put a finger on it. I, I think, I just think I'm seeing more from the others that appeal to me than Bernie. I, I, I could live with Bernie as president. I'm not saying I couldn't, but right now he's, he's just dropped to the bottom of the list. Okay. And you don't have a top necessarily yet. I, I wouldn't say anyway. Okay. No, hey, that's no, with, no. well within your no, right? constitutional right. Look, look, I came out as a friggin' Democrat last week. Don't push me, boy. I held that for 40-some-odd years. <laughs> you got remember, this is all no. new. For, I don't express, I've <laughs> never expressed preferences in public when it comes to politics, <laughs> okay? This is all very new to me. I gave you one that I put off my list. Although I would still vote for him again. If he's the guy, then he's the guy. I'll vote for the friggin' ham sandwich if that's who we run. But, uh, you know. Uh, oh, by the way. Yeah, so uh, let me see. I I got to I'm not going to deny it. I like Elizabeth Warren right now. I don't know that she's top. Uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the pool with everybody. Everybody's kind of treading the same water. Not so much Amy. Right now, not your girl. I'm not ruling her out. I'm not putting her in the bin with Bernie. <clears throat> Excuse me. But she is... Uh, I want to see more of her not trying to be cute, not trying to be funny. It just didn't... I, oh, you it, mean Amy. Amy. It just didn't yeah, suit her. Yeah. It just stop it, honey. You're not. I, I don't mean to call her honey. She's a very accomplished person, and uh, but I firmly believes that she believes in herself. But you can also see when she's up there talking, she's got that little nervousness about her, which isn't bad. But to me, I'm looking at her, and I can see behind her eyes, she's thinking, "Did I say the right thing? Will, will that be the point that?" Uh, running down the list real quick, going from left to right, uh, Bloomberg. 
I think he just wants to kick Trump's ass. Honestly, I, I, I'm a firm believer of what a lot of people are saying. Him and Tom Steyer need to get out of the... Oh, by the way, Tom Steyer doesn't even count. Yeah, I was going to say... I, He's not even... I didn't mention him. No. Him and Steyer need to, need to bow out. Although Bloomberg has an actual chance. Steyer does not. Mm-hmm. But they're the money guys right now. Get out there and spend your money. Back a candidate. We wait to see who's nominated and then back the candidate. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, whoever is nominated, you need to back. I'm sorry for our, our Trumpsters that may be listening in. You like your guy. That's that's up to you. Okay? I don't hold that against you. You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your choices. But we are here definitely leaning towards anybody else. So please don't tune us out or come back an hour or two when we do the cool stuff. But uh, where was I? Yes, vote. The important thing right now is to vote and make sure you're registered. Check every month and make sure you are still registered to vote because there's a lot of games going on. Anyway, moving back uh, left across the uh, dais, we had... uh, who was next to? Oh, Elizabeth Warren. I like her. Uh, she's like that firm school teacher who will still sit down and stay late and help you figure out how geometry really works. Uh, and then, you know, wave and say hello to you on the street. Uh, uh, Bernie, I've already spoken about Bernie. Biden, uh, I think Joe's just, just shooting himself in the foot there. I don't know. There was such an awful big buildup for, for Joe Biden. And again, let's see what happens. We got we got Nevada caucuses today, and I hope and pray today is the last day of the word caucus is ever used. Why can't people just vote? Sounds too much like caca. Well, there's that, too. Uh, Iowa approved <laughs> what, what it does. They tried to make it better. They made it worse. Uh, <clears throat> Buttigieg, mm-hmm. I like Mayor Pete. I really do. Uh, mm-hmm. I... He's young. He's got good ideas. He's, you know, nobody. I hope he stays in. If he doesn't get the nomination, he's young enough. I hope he stays with the process. I hope yes. he doesn't give up if he winds up not getting the yes. nomination. And then, then there's your girl, Amy, uh, who we've talked about. But mm-hmm. I think any of them we could do a fine job as president. Certainly Absolutely. Better, certainly better than what we have now. Uh, I feel... Any of them can be competent leaders instead of standing up there high as you know what uh, your boy, your boy Donnie was out there the other day out in Colorado Springs. There's a whole <laughs> watch any of the video from that. And if he's not your drunk uncle, uh, after watching a bunch of those videos, uh, here's what I tweeted out. He sounds like the guy in the bar you listen to only because you're pretty confident he may by the next round. At least he said he would mm-hmm. two rounds ago. <laughs> you know. Well, and, uh, you know, I wish I had the song. I wish I had the song uh, uh, in for in front of me or on my cart. But when you when we were talking about this, first thing came to mind was Rocky Mountain High. Well, Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean, good thing you- I can't sing, folks. Well, you can sing. And somewhere deep in the vault, we have a recording of you singing. 
We, we, it, it is there. By the way, let's let's. I've got a little piece of audio I want to play here. Uh, this is pre two thousand sixteen. This is when President Obama. Oh, yes. This is when Obama was still president. Uh, it's a mishmash, if you will. It's a number of Fox personalities. This is all from Fox. This is before Trump ever came down the escalator. This is all about well. See if you can figure out. They're talking about Obama, but you tell me who you think. Wait a minute. What, wait a minute. Before you hit the button, before you hit the button, I want to know. Fox and personalities, another oxymoron. What is wrong with this president? How dumb is he? The purpose of a journalist is to hold people in power accountable. Now, we're going to vet the president. We're going to talk about his vacation, his golfing. Two golf outings for the president cost $2.9 million. That alone is amazing. Should a president, the leader of the free world, be on a social network tweeting? No. He's, he's kind of a celebrity president. He's kind of like Ryan Seacrest. This is a president who does not really know what he wants to do. He simply wants to be popular with everybody, every audience before which he stands. The president seems almost obsessed with cable TV, or am I wrong? This is a president who rules by executive executive authority, um, uh, executive action. When he's not doing executive actions, he's out on the golf course. The president heads to Florida for a boys weekend of golf. Yes, this president is the beneficiary of the vision and the action of his predecessor. The rule used to be a sitting president doesn't criticize his predecessor, especially by name. Has no, any no. President, president in your lifetime no. taken on this kind of tone, this kind of harshness, either towards his predecessor or towards a single media outlet? I have never seen this before. He, without the teleprompter, uh, the president doesn't know exactly what to do correctly. The president's budget that he gave today, all right, doesn't cut any deficit. It increases the debt. For the man who said we have to get our deficit under control, he's not doing it. He's, maybe he's, it's like, it's like golf, Mr. President. You play a lot of that. He's certainly not acting like the most transparent president in history, is he, Juan? What's in those records that you don't want us to know about? Once again, he's, he's pandering to the worst regimes and thugs and dictators. This is a president that is, is acting like a dictator. This is a president who's, who is ignoring the rule of law and siding with, with lawbreakers. This is a president now who's demonstrated that he will lie to push through a program. And once the president tweets it, then it becomes canon. Oh, that's a fact. The president says it's a fact. He's in love with campaigning. He's going to fundraisers tonight. He achieved that significant accomplishment earlier today while vacationing in Florida on your dime. This president and the people around him are convinced that God has anointed him to fix everything in one fell swoop. That's not how American politics work. That's not how life works. This is a president who has become known, I think, to the public as a blamer. He never makes any concessions. He always treats his opponents as though they're enemies. We have a president who can never admit he's wrong. He's so insecure and vain at the same time. He doesn't realize that the president has that power to set a tone and other people follow it. What he's really trying to do uh, is to divide the country and to get his people to turn out to vote. He simply doesn't like being mocked. Maybe he's a little thin-skinned. I've been saying, Mr. President, put your pants on. Sit at the table, man up. Skip the trash talk. It only diminishes the office of the president. If you want to work with somebody, you don't call them names. This is a very 
quick and easy, cheap way to score political points, but it's a terrible, corrosive way for a president of the United States to govern a country. Why don't you talk in an aspirational way to people and be more positive and more uplifting? Mr. President, you need to stop acting like a schoolyard bully and start acting like the leader of the free world. Mr. President, everyone is laughing at us. You're like a schoolyard bully. No one's afraid of you. Putin sure as hell isn't. With all due respect, Mr. President, maybe it is time you stop looking at a TV tuned to Fox and looked in a mirror tuned to, I don't know, you. Thank you very much. And thank you, Mr. President, for watching tonight. Now, the glaring double standard that exists here is nothing short of incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I that was Fox. That was Fox while Obama was president. Oh, while Obama was president here, I was I was kind of half kind of half dozing through that a little bit, and I could have swore that they were talking about Donald Trump. Oh no! Swore it. Oh no, young man, you were uh, sadly oh. sadly mistaken. Oh my goodness, my mistake. Oh, by the way, real quick, talking about what they were talking about the deficit and the debt. Uh, there's a story here from Newsweek that says that. Uh, the national debt has increased by $3 trillion uh, during uh, Trump's three years as president. Hmm. He also mentioned again in Colorado Springs, he's, we, we talked about this a week or two ago, he credits his daughter with creating, first it was $14 million, now it's $15 million new jobs in this country. There's been $6 million jobs created. So... Again, he's lying through his teeth and just making stuff up and blah, blah, blah. We all know it. Uh, it's like we could sit here and do another another seven minutes on what a big fat liar he is. But I'd be more interested to talk about uh, the retribution tour that's going on this week. Let's start springing the jail doors open. Oh, yes. Rod Blagojevich and... Uh, uh, Trump went to a uh, fundraiser last week, uh, 500 and something thousand dollars per couple down in Palm Beach, Florida. The gentleman he went for, uh, oh gosh, gosh, I don't have the information in front of me, Metz, uh, Norman Metz, something like that. But Trump went there and then a couple days later pardoned uh this guy's old lawyer, I think it was, who was sent to jail. You know, it, it. There is no rule of law right now, because uh, the Republican senators made sure that he can do pretty much whatever he wants. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh, and what weren't a couple of them? I know one in particular uh, that he sprung. Uh, his uh, someone in his family uh, made a two hundred thousand dollar contribution right. to the Trump uh, reelection campaign. I forget which one that was. Uh, old Blagojevich's wife was making such pleas on on uh, Fox uh, News. Fox uh, on Fox News. Yeah, uh, there is right there a, a, a guy. Uh, the rest of them are just corrupt assholes that uh, that he sprung, but Blagojevich. It has to be on the top of the list. And remember, if I'm not mistaken, that Blagojevich was actually a Democratic governor, if, if yes. memory serves, wasn't he? 
Yes, he was a Democratic yeah. governor, but he not only was trying to sell Obama's Senate, Senate seat, but he also mm-hmm. tried to squeeze money out of a children's hospital. A children's That's hospital. Right. Uh, and yeah, so, yes, yes, old, uh, uh, yes, old Diney did uh, uh, commute a sentence, I believe, for an African American uh, uh, gentleman. I, I forget what the, woman. the was it a oh, it was a woman. That's right. But that was only after Kim Kardashian came and planted her uh, her little tatas and for little I can't say that her tatas in front of Donald Trump's nose. I mean, oh, oh yeah, I'll do anything now here. A little <laughs> blind ambition for you there. Got but, that uh, mushroom up and up and paying attention. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but let let's so, let let's keep in mind the 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 running theme here. The theme that runs through mm-hmm. all this. They're all corrupt. They're all ob- obstructing justice. Everything that Trump is accused of. Roger Stone just got sentenced to 40 months. And uh, the judge, the judge was great. She didn't, she wasn't having any of it. Uh, and what do and, you, what do you bet he'll be pardoned within a month? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Uh, he's look. Trump is doing what a what a lot of uh, politicians uh, do near the end of their their term, as they start handing out the pardons and communicate commuting sentences and and all that. Uh, so he just may know that the end is near. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very possible. Hopefully, he's considering resignation uh, at this point. Now, just to just to swerve a little bit, it's related. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're listening to us in the great state of Kentucky, do whatever it is you have to do. Mitch McConnell is up for re-election this year. That boy needs to go. I mean, he's he's going to live a comfortable life. You know, as more than one person has pointed out, how is it these people go into the Senate, into Congress, broke, and come out millionaires? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that boy needs to go. Uh, look down your list, whatever state you're in. Uh, you're in Arizona. Uh, is it? I forget if it's Mike or Mark Kelly. Uh, he was the astronaut. Mark Kelly, I think. Mark Kelly. He's the astronaut. Uh, uh, Gabby, uh, oh, what's her name? Gabby Gifford's husband. Gabby Gib- Gibbard's husband. Uh, give him a look. Just, you know, we've got to... Taking a, taking the White House and also keeping the House would be great, but we need to get the Senate as well so that we can clean House. Look, I, I this is all new for me, speaking in terms like this. I, I don't like the idea of any one party having dominance. I, I, I don't like the whole party system to begin with, but we need to get out of where we are right now. We are as far Absolutely. as as far as global players go. We are we are in it up to our hips because of this. You want to talk about a laughing stock? And the the Trump family is is making a fortune off of all of this. They're they're making a fortune, and that's all this is is one hey. giant scam. Yeah, hey, no, I realize we're ta- close to the top of the hour, but I want to give you uh, one passing thought, if I may. Uh, as we all know, Trump was the Grand Marshal of the Daytona 500 this uh, oh. last year. 
And look what happened. We had a rain delay and we had a horrific crash. I would suggest he stays away from Daytona for a few years, wouldn't you? Yes, sir. All right. Until then, we'll uh, talk to you on the other side. found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Stand hour on Radio TFI. Once again from uh, Egan, Minnesota at the Northern Command Studio, I'm John Shannon. Back there behind the controls, Mr. Ed Van Ness. Boy, I, that's a long time since I've heard that tune. <laughs> long time. Did I mention it was a long time? <laughs> it was a long time ago. I, uh, I, really? was, I was stumbling around the vault yesterday and... Uh, I tripped. I seems fell. like you tripped on. <laughs> I did. 
I tripped, <laughs> I fell, and when I looked up right on the very bottom rack, covered in dust, I, I, I shook the dust off this one little drawer, and it said Napoleon Third. Opened it up. And <laughs> it just seemed appropriate. It was. For, just seemed appropriate for how I've been feeling lately about all things going on. I wish they'd come and take me away. Ha ha. No, you don't. Yeah, you're right. I no, you don't. No, you're having too much fun. But it does feel like it's a little... Having a way. It's a little cuckoo go nuts. Yes. So, anyway. Yeah. So, let's talk... Now we can talk about Gerald. Okay. I know you want to talk about Gerald. Gerald is our well, new... yeah. Sta- Gerald is our new staff announcer. He's not here right now. He's... He recorded that bit for us because he doesn't officially start until next week on Leap Year. Uh, but he'll he'll be in the studio with us from time to time. But he is our staff announcer, and he will be doing all the all the little announcements. And uh, uh, he's got a bit of an attitude, which go figure in this place. Uh, yeah. But we'll learn more and more about Gerald as time goes on. Moving on. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, what do you say? <sighs> I, I bear. I had to race through. I had to race through the throwback or through the uh, wayback machine here, just because I had to. Okay. Uh, did we so, set? The, did we set the timer? What do you on? say? Did we set the timer on the Wayback Machine this week? Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. I did some tinkering. Okay, are you I ready? I did some tinkering. Here we go. I, I'm, I'm ready. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. Well, here we go again with a, another stunning episode of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. <sighs> well, I, I, I went ahead and I divided it again between uh, events, births, and deaths here. Maybe see if this can expedite it a little bit. So what see, say ye there, uh, my fine fellow? What do you want to start with, events, births, or deaths? Events. Events. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're looking ahead. Here we here we go. Looking here we go. Ahead into the past. Hey! Hey! He <laughs> we, got it! He got it! Yay! Yay! What'd you have it? Tattooed on your on your forehead backwards? I I, I inscribed it onto the onto my monitor screen here, so <laughs> I ruined a perfectly good monitor, but I got it inscribed, and we're excellent. We're good excellent. to go. Woo. All right, so so we're going to start out with February twenty third, which uh, happens to be a Sunday this year. Sunday, uh, Sunday, 18, Sundays. Where in eighteen sixty one, President Elect Lincoln arrives secretly in Washington D.C. after thwarting an alleged assassination plot in Baltimore. 
That man was just so. Uh, I, just I a, didn't. He was just a bullet magnet. Just. Yeah, no doubt. That I I didn't know that. That's actually quite interesting. Uh, February twenty third of uh, nineteen twenty seven, where President Calvin Coolidge signed a bill by Congress establishing the Federal Radio Commission, which later became known as the Federal Communications. And somehow uh, we slipped by. Yes, we did. Nice job. Way to get us. Way to get us through the loopholes there. There you go. Hey, February twenty fourth, uh, which is on a Monday. Monday, year, Monday. Oh, in eight, sorry. <laughs> uh, in eighteen sixty eight, Andrew Johnson became the first president of the United States to impe- be impeached by the United States House Representative. A lot of that going around these days, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, hey, it's not a precedent. It's not a precedent, Trumpy. By the way... It's your hand caught in the... Go ahead. But impeachment is forever. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, let's see. Also on the 24th in 1980, the United States hockey team completes its miracle on ice by defeating Finland 4-2 to win the gold medal. USA! 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 I watched that. Uh, by, the way, gonna... by the way, I was at my friend Carol's wedding, and we had, mm. there was a TV in the at the bar of the of the hall okay. we were at for, for the reception. Everybody was watching the game. Even she was. Were they really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, let's see. Where are we at here? Oh, the last event of this cycle here. At least for us, uh, in uh, Febu- on February 26, 1993, it was the World Trade Center bombing, uh, where the truck bomb parked below the North Tower of the uh, World Trade Center, exploding and killing six people and injuring over, oh, what was it here? Injuring over a thousand people. Yeah. Also, also my brother Mike's birthday. Oh, that's right. We were mentioning your brother Mike's birthday. You, you look like no, you're I lost, John. <laughs> I, I am a little lost. Well, yeah. I have a little behind the curtain here. I have this uh, a script in such a, big, uh, such a big font that sometimes I have to scroll on it a little bit. I could just wear glasses, I you suppose. You could. I do. Mm-hmm. I do for I, the I show. Know. These are, by the way, these oh. are my computer glasses. These are specifically really? for sitting at the PC. Yes, it's a different prescription mm. than what I wear any other time. <sighs> I got some bad news though. <laughs> out, out of all of our, I'm going to go to births next. Okay. Uh, all of all of our birthdays, all but one, unfortunately, won't get to hear this uh, birthday tribute. Because they're dead? Because they've passed on. Yes. All right. Well, then let's speed right so, through it then. Well, let's do this. Uh, yeah. Um, February 23rd, 1940, Peter Fonda was born. Dead. The, the only live one is our own uh, our own George Thorogood. Hey! Uh, we yeah, love George Thorogood. He won't be yes, happy with us. Do. He won't be happy with us. Well, until he starts receiving the millions in royalties. <laughs> George Thurica does, does not allow his music to be used. Now, what we're talking about here is our theme music. You talk too much. 
Mr. Thurgood, if you happen to hear this, get wind of it. By all means, uh, look, if anybody holds a hot copyright, we will take, we will stop using things. But sir, we love your music and we love that song. And we feel it's just ideal for our little, our little uh, corner of the internet here. So happy birthday, young man. Uh, I don't know your exact age, but happy birthday. And, uh, well, you, you he talk was born in 1950, if that'll tell you anything. He's older than me. Yes, he is. Uh, let's see here. February 25th, uh, 1901, Zeppo Marx was born. <laughs> now, how many more? He was a strong, silent type. How many Marx brothers were there? I believe, I believe there were actually four. That performed. Oh, okay. How many all together? Five. Oh, really? Groucho, Harpo, Chico. Everybody knows them. Zeppo was in the movies with them. Did, did, did the stage act sometimes. And then there's the oldest brother, Gummo. That's for real. That's for real. He was only with them in vaudeville. Was never in the movies or anything like that. Briefly. There's mm. actually five Marx Brothers. I, I, I thought that maybe his name was Mischior. Mischior? Mischior. Mr. Mark. Moving on. Oh, and now you know why this goes on forever. Yeah. yeah. Hey, February February 26th, uh, 20, or 1916, Jackie Gleason was born. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I knew he was born. And well, again, like, yeah. And again, in 1960, my brother Michael was born on February 26th. Well, your brother Michael also shares a birthday with the one and only Johnny Cash. I've, I see the train a coming, coming around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. That's right. Uh, let's see, February 28th here, uh, 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 1923. Char- stop! 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 February 27th. Oh, oh, wait a minute. There was nothing in tw- in February 27th that I could find. Worth there is now. Michelle Orcutt. Okay. Ha- happy birthday, sunshine. Friend of mine. Okay. My old business partner's daughter. Okay. There you go. February 28th. Oh, I got one for... 1923, Char... I got one for that day, too. Okay. Uh, well, we have Charles Dunning. Uh, Charles Dunning was born on February uh, 28th of Great. 1923. Who the hell was he? You don't remember? Or not Dunning, Durning. Charles Durning. 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 Oh, if you want to see the best of Charles Durning, go on YouTube. Best little whorehouse in Texas. Best little whorehouse in Texas. Do a little sidestep. That is one of the greatest numbers ever. And he's not known as a song and dance man, but boy, oh boy, that is one funny-ass number that he does. Uh, oh, by the way, who's the other one on the 28th that you had? February 28th. I, I won't I won't state the year. Uh, uh-huh. Je- Jeanette Donnelly Griffin grants. Happy birthday. She's 59. She had the grave misfortune of being uh, tied up in a relationship with me for 11 years. Oh. <laughs> we have a medal of we we have a, a purple heart or a medal of honor we can uh, give this uh, there was uh, a young lady. 
There was a purple something. That's uh, yes. I, good. <laughs> happy birthday, honey. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you on your actual birthday. Oh, okay. And last but not least, on the twenty eighth, uh, on in nineteen forty five, Bubba Smith was born. Bubba. Bubba. Yeah, football player and actor. Yes. He was is probably was, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Well, well, not only uh, the police academy movies. Yeah, yeah that's what came to mind with. Me. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't doing Shakespeare act, in the did park. He play any, well, no, this is true. I'm surprised he wasn't. I'm sure he was in some other movie here too. But I, oh, I'm sure he was. He was. Really, he did TV shows. Oh, yeah. We do have a couple of deaths to can commemorate here. Uh, on uh, February 23rd, uh, President uh, John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States, passed away. I had nothing to do with that. Yes, yeah, well, maybe your unreincarnated self, or however you say that, maybe it did in a past life. Perhaps. Who knows? Uh, and February 28th. Uh, recently, in 2016, George Kennedy. Ah, the only actor... We mentioned George... His we birthday. mentioned George Kennedy, his birthday, last week, yeah. Oh, and I'll, I'll say the same thing. The only person who was in all the airplane movies. Airport movies. Yes, the airport. airport. Yes, yes, yes. The only one. Did he play... He played the same character. Same character. Those, didn't he? Same, got a promotion each. What did it... What was his name in those movies? I could look at P. I, Pete Patron I or Patron, very good, very good. That wow. was his, yeah, Patron. The things, the things that you scrape away from <laughs> uh, your your very corner of your memory. You never forget. All right, now I'm going to take it. You never forget. You only fail to remember. That's it. Um, let me here just wrap this up now, real quick. Uh, seeing as this is how we mentioned uh, Johnny Cash's birth. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this to fly, but go ahead and kill your uh, background there real quick. I want to give you uh, one of uh, Johnny Cash's more memorable songs here. And I'm going to take a shot at this because I think something's going to screw up. But here you go. There's nothing coming across. Well, my daddy left there home it is. when I was there it is. and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get red, and some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head. I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fists got hard, my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a... Table dealing stud, such a dirty mangy dog that named me Sue. 
Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad from a worn-out picture that my mother had. And I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye. He was big and bent and gray and old, and I looked at him and my blood ran cold. And I said, my name is Sue. How do you do? Now you gonna die. Yeah, that's what I told him. Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes, and he went down. But to my surprise, he come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. Well, I busted a chair right across his teeth, and we crashed through the wall into the street, kicking and a gouging in the mud and the blood and the beard. I tell you, I fought tougher men, but I really can't remember when. He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile. I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss and he went for his gun. I pulled mine first. He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile. He said, son, this world is rough and if a man's going to make it, he's got to be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that helped to make you strong. Yeah. Now you just fought one hell of a fight And I know you hate me and you got the right to kill me now And I wouldn't blame you if you do But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in the eye Cause I'm the son of a bitch that named you Sue Yeah, well what could I do? What could I do? I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a paw and he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view And I think about him now and then Every time I try <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of a a uh, coin toss, if you will, for me uh, when I decided on that song here, Joe. Uh, Johnny Cash did another song uh, called uh, One Piece at a Time that I always thought was really, really funny. Have you ever heard that song? I may have. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't. Uh, uh, the title doesn't. I, I have a collection of hey. Johnny Cash tunes in the vault, but... Uh-huh. It just, it basically, in short, it was a story about a man who worked at an auto assembly plant that uh, basically over a 20-year span borrowed a few parts for a Cadillac and put together his own custom Cadillac <laughs> and rolled down the streets. As he said, when we got it to the, when we got it to the registrar or whatever, the, the title weighed 50 pounds <laughs> with all the different, uh, oh... Now, you know, Johnny Cash did, did, did songs that, actually, to tell you, my favorite uh, my favorite Johnny Cash song is one of the last ones he did was called Hurt. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a, that you know that's coming from a perspective uh, of a man who's obviously past his prime of his life and uh, uh, a very good song in its own right. But, yeah, yeah, I, I became a Johnny Cash fan kind of late later on and in his life, uh, if you will. But, um, yeah, well, there you go. There you go for another uh, Wayback Machine. And did you notice something? We came in under time. Yay me. Yay me. Love is a burning thing. Give you a little bit Thank more Johnny Cash. 
And it makes a fiery makes ring. A fiery ring. Bound by wild desire. All right, that's good wild enough. Wild desire. <laughs> that's enough of that. Very good. Very All right. good. Very good. So, so what's up next? It's it's time for it. No, it's not. That's over. Uh, we talked about the. You XF- pay any attention to XFL this uh, or well, this? Uh, well, yeah. Week? I'm gonna have something in here in the next week or so. We're gonna try a couple things out. Uh, right now, I got nothing. <laughs> I was so busy hiring. Uh, we yeah, had, I we, know, boy. That we, that we had to, that had to take some time. It did. It did. It took, Massive amounts of time. But yes, I did watch a couple of games last week. Uh, and I got to tell you, I, I'm, I, I think they're onto something here. You know, the first week, there's the curiosity factor. I think as we get into the season a little bit more, they, they got definite quarterback problems league-wide. Uh, mm, boy, you ain't ever lied there. Uh, that, that'll get resolved eventually. Uh, you just got to... it's. Uh, hold your nose and deal with it for right now. But overall, uh, you know, they've got a lot of, that, lot of decent players there. Uh, that said, you know, with the quarterback issues, they're still not, it isn't like they have a ton of 10 to 6 games here. You know, they, no, they are putting points on the board. Well, uh, the, the the rule changes have, have a lot to do with that. There's the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the opening kickoff, which I got to tell you, the the more I see of it, the more I like it. Yeah, I agree. The more I save it, the more I like it. It's, I, I, I mean, let's face it. Nobody moves until that ball is touched. And we've already seen one run back for a touchdown. We've seen some nice returns. So it's not like you're putting the receiving team at a disadvantage. Okay? It's serving mm-hmm. the purpose. You don't have guys who've got 50 yards of uh, motion. Yeah. momentum i should mm-hmm. say behind them at when, top speed yeah at top speed so let's face it you know we don't want to see guys get hurt I, on, on any level you don't want to see that so i'm happy with that mm-hmm. i'm really i really really like the the uh the point after thing uh last week they so had, no more kicked no more kick point afters it looks no like. no you've got a you've got the but you've got an option of uh, one, two, or three points, as they said in two different games, the two games I watched because of the way the the uh, the score was at the time. You uh, you know, being down nine points is no longer you know it's not a two score play. That's a theoretically mm-hmm. one score. Uh, and they were openly talking about the we we didn't get to it last week because we ran out of time. Uh, the gambling aspect of it, there's, they're, they're not, any t- when that score is up there, you see what the over-under is, and you see who the favorite is. Because it's all tied mm-hmm. in with what they're doing. They're not hiding that fact. And the announcers talk about it. At one point, whichever game I was watching, oh, oh, there, you know, if you had the under, too bad. <laughs> you know. Uh, and let's face it, you're, you're encouraging people to uh, participate in the game one way or another, whether or not gambling is your thing. That's a, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time. Uh, I will say this. I'm, I'm a little tired. I don't want to hear the coaches sending in every play. All the background chatter. 
I don't need to hear all that. You know, I don't care what the rules are. Somebody's going to break the rules and they'll be listening into mm. the coaches. Uh, I don't need to hear it. I don't mind that they have the audio available and can play it after the fact. Uh, mm -hmm. I do like the fact that they can talk to their quarterback and certain skill players up to and through the play. Mm -hmm. uh, I mm -hmm. think I think that's taking advantage of, of old technology. Radio, gee, we've had that forever. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I also like, they didn't hide, attempt to hide the fact that the stadiums weren't full. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they're not going to fill... 80,000 seat stadiums right now. And and, and that's good. No. Let's let's not pretend it, it's anything but what it is. And right now it's good solid entertainment. You know. Yeah, I I I agree with you on that. Absolutely. Uh the, you know why I don't think these stadiums are necessarily full? I I I didn't realize that with the exception of St. Louis, uh every other stadium or every other team is in an existing NFL state or city. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, isn't St. Louis playing in the in the Rams old stadium, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, or do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sure. I'm sure we can look it up. But I know some of the venues are not exactly NFL. Well, the LA team is playing in where the Chargers played, but that's a soccer stadium. Uh -huh. That's, that's, mm -hmm. uh, cause I remember what the first game they played there happened to be against the dolphins. And I remember watching mm -hmm. that game and going, where, where the heck are they? I wasn't aware, uh, you know, that they had moved into when, when they moved from San Diego, which I still don't understand, but, uh, I don't either, but that's another story for another time. Yeah. Totally don't understand that. Does the, L.A., L.A., how does it go from having no football presence to all of a sudden <laughs> you got two teams that are going to be playing in one stadium. Uh, now you've got a, you got an XFL team. All of a sudden, now they got all the football they can handle there. Well, keep in mind, L.A. is the number two media market in the country. The NFL wanted, well, to, yeah. the NFL wanted to be back in Los Angeles. Uh that it wasn't a keep in mind when <laughs> when Fox got the NFL mm -hmm. the the Raiders were playing in LA playing in LA that's right but then after one year they were back in Oakland so now Fox is doing all their pregame and whatnot in a city that didn't have an NFL team yeah. mm -hmm. it's Okay, I'm trying to see. Uh, the Battle Hawks are playing in some place called uh, the Dome at America's Center. I don't, I don't know what. That I, I is. think it. I think it was the. I think it's the old uh, Rams Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. Do you now? I Do think you know? so. All I, right. I don't remember. If, I don't think it's this, the old RCA Dome. No, that's it, in maybe, but I. Well, that, that's Indianapolis. Are you sure? I'm positive. I I don't think so because I, I think uh, no the RCA. I Dome. think the Indianapolis. No, no, that's right. You're right. But now it's now they're playing in some place. I think it's called Lucas Oil Field or something like that. Well, that the the, uh, the, the, the Colts, Colts are or the the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. 
The Colts, yes. The Indianapolis Colts, yes. The Colts. I'm mo- sorry. They, I'm sorry. They moved out of the RCA Dome into Lucas Oil Field. Mm. You're right. I'm I don't sorry. Th- I don't even think the... Uh, I'll go back in my quarter. Would you now? Would you? Now, this is... This you is you think they tore down RCA Dome? Yes, they did. As far as I know. it's It was right across the parking lot. Uh, okay. And uh, I'm trying to... I am really trying to get this information here. Uh, <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Okay. This is this is where the Rams played. This is where the Rams played. So, there we've now resolved okay. that. Uh, the the New York team, they play mm-hmm. in uh, Met Stadium. Met, Met, Met Life. Life. You know, so that that that's a big stadium to play in. Uh, also in New Jersey, Seattle. Seattle, I believe, are they playing at? Uh, uh, well, here let's just look it up. XFL stadiums. Let's let's be. Well, yeah, they're playing in 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 New Jersey because there's no room in New York. Okay. Oh, that's a good point too. <laughs> yeah, the Seattle team is playing in CenturyLink Field. Uh, okay. The Dallas team is playing in where the baseball team used to play, I believe. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's correct. Let's they, see. they still have some Rangers logos in, in that yeah. up, up in that stadium, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it really makes no sense to me, but... Uh, hey, if it works, what the hell? So let's see. Houston plays in something called TDECU Stadium. I looked that up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's Yeah, that's where Texas Christian plays. Okay, all right, well, there you go. Uh, DC plays uh-huh. in something called uh, Audi Field, which... Probably belongs to the uh, uh, the soccer team because it's only twenty thousand. I think seats. you're right. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, St. Louis. Uh, Tampa's playing at Raymond James Stadium, which is where the the Buccaneers play. The oh, Bucks play, yeah. Buc- Buccaneer news: they're new uniforms this season. Apparently, they've done away with the digital clock, but they're still going with that same helmet insignia, aren't they? I haven't seen anything else on it. All I know is they're getting new uniforms. But prob- oh, okay. probably the dopiest numbers ever. It was a digital clock. It was a digital mm-hmm. clock. So anyway, all I right. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah. I when it comes to the Buccaneers, when they went to the new helmet with the tattered pirate flag or whatever, I just think that sucked. I liked. I actually liked the old cream sickle. The cream sickle. Yeah. Camp, camp, yes. You know, I walked up to a pirate once. I walked up to a pirate once. I said, "Hey, where's your buccaneer?" He said, "It's under my bucking hat." <sighs> oh, Mike! Really? <laughs> Hold on. Wait just a minute here. <laughs> anyway, oh my anyway. God! Nice try. You're not going to get there. So. Oh. So as we move Hold on, on hold on. Go go Gomer has something oh, to say. You're going straight to hell for that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you got to be quicker on those things, pal. Sometimes you just got to give yeah, it up and well, move on. Yeah, you're right about that. Oh, anything else XFL related? Uh, I wish I could contribute more. I've been watching the games, but I just I've been watching kind of out of the corner of my right, eye, you know. Right. 
Well, that's going to happen a lot oh, with hey. this. Go ahead. You know what's ha- what's what we're going to have to look forward to tomorrow? Mm, not doing Spring this training show. baseball game on TV. Really? Spring training baseball. Oh my god, I can't wait. Exhibition baseball. Cannot wait. I Exhibition baseball. Yes. I don't even know who. I think they're playing uh, the Blue Jays if I'm not mistaken. Um but I I I tell you after the season that the Twins had last year, 103 wins, uh they have they hold the new uh, major league record for home runs. They've added to this roster. They put jo- they acquired Josh Donaldson from the Dodgers. Um, I know you you're, you're not as much of you're not into baseball like I am. Nope. You like baseball, but you're not into it like I. I am. I can watch a game, but uh, I'm not a fan anymore. Hmm. Now, when did that when did that become a thing? Yeah. Well, I suppose I, you had to put up with Miami Marlins baseball for quite a while. So I, I liked Florida Marlins baseball when it first came to town. Uh, I'll tell you exactly when. The 1994 season, when they went out on strike. Okay. And that was going to be mm-hmm. my, my one and only opportunity to not only sit in the bleachers at Wrigley Field during a gay, di- gay dame. Day game. A gay dame. <laughs> well, maybe that too later that night, but... <laughs> Watch what? out, Mr. Ed Van Ness is coming out again two coming weeks in a row. <laughs> Hard to keep a good man down. Or it's good to keep a hard man, uh, whatever, you know. So anyway, 1994, as my buddy Harry and I were schmoozing across America, uh, the plan, well, we knew before we even left that they weren't going to be playing. But it was going to be our opportunity to sit in the bleachers at Wrigley. Shirts off, drinking mm-hmm. Budweiser, watching the Cubs play the, the cards in a day game. Mm-hmm. Big rivalry. And listen to Harry Carey sing Take Me Out to the Ball mm. for the seventh inning stretch. Mm. That hurt. Nothing like that. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Nothing like that. I wouldn't know. Because baseball took Well, I got to watch me. it on TV. I've I seen got a lot. to watch it on TV enough. Yeah, I saw it on TV too, but we were looking for the... This is going to be the whole experience. We were, mm. uh, again, bare-chested, drinking beer, in Wrigley, in the bleachers. We wanted to sit in the bleachers. You know, hopefully we'd be able to throw a home, ro- home run ball back. You know, mm. do the whole, we were wanted to do the whole thing. And and they went on strike. And uh, Ooh, now, now, but, now I feel bad for telling you this. Go ahead and finish your story, but I got something for you. Well, I'm I personally believe that if Major League Baseball ever goes on strike again, that will be the end of it. They cannot afford to go on strike. Probably not. Because it is slipping in popularity. There's a lot of people that love watching baseball. I'll tell you the one thing I miss about going to a ball game is going to a ball game and going to a ball game and not having to be entertained every twelve seconds. In between innings, I, I used to like to talk whether it was about the game or whatever, I don't need to be... Uh, the, the sight and sounds of the ballpark is enough for me. Mm-hmm. There is nothing. I don't care how many games you've ever been to. You walk into a natural grass stadium as you come up through the opening to the stands. When you see mm-hmm. that expanse of green, it never gets old for me. Ever. You're absolutely right. 
And just the smell of the ballpark when yeah. you, when you, uh, yeah. You know, have, have you ever caught a foul ball? No. Oh, I didn't personally do it because quite frankly, if the ball could be coming right at me and it hit me in the chest and bounced like four rows away. If I, if it, but when I was a kid, my cousin caught a foul ball for me, uh, and to smell that ball, you know, they rub that ball in some sort of mud. Mud, yes. And, yes. and just that smell of the ball, you just can't, uh, that's just a smell that you can't get out of your, out of your mind. And uh, no, just the, 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 going into a ball, going into a baseball field and like you say, coming through the tunnel, it just, it excites the senses so much when, when you do it, it's, 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 it's Absolutely. like nothing else. Um. I, t- I mean, no, but I, it's like I said, I haven't been to a ball game in a couple of years. I went to, I've been to one or two games at the new stadium down in Miami. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful place, retractable roof. They finally got rid of that God awful center field home run monstrosity that they put in from day one. It was an embarrassment, but uh, I mean, again, I enjoy going to a ball game. I don't need the constant, constant. I just want to watch the ball game. That's all. You don't need to do the Macarena. You don't Ooh. really care to watch Kiss Cam. Or, no. Uh, of course, they're doing Kiss Cam in just about any venue now. I, don't so. get me wrong. I don't mind, you know, a, a, a couple of little goofy things here and there. Mascot races. They, you know, it's okay. But I, I don't need the music blasting every time play stops. I just mm-hmm. don't need that. Play the organ. What do you think about walk-up music now for batters? You know, I, I, I don't. I haven't been watching enough. I know it's a thing now, and some of it you got to really, you know, scratch your head and think about it. Some of it's pretty easy. I think if it's appropriate. You know, if it's an easy get, yeah, you know, uh, I'm okay with it. Some of it's always going to go overboard. You know, some of it's not mm-hmm. going to make a whole, some of it is a stretch. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like WWE. Now every wrestler has, uh, has their music, their theme music playing when they come through the yeah. curtains and approach the ring. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Now don't misunderstand me. I firmly believe everybody in life should have theme music. Yeah, I, I have theme music. It plays in your head, right? No, actually, I have a theme song. But does Believe it, pl- it or not. Does it play as your life plays out? I'm talking about for everyday uh, life. You get on the bus and the music's playing. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, well, you know. What? Anyways. Yeah. Uh well, I, I do have I, I do have a song, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, here it is. Go ahead. That just that just constantly that just that kind of just goes through my head. That's uh, Leonard Skinner's "Simple Man," by the way. Well, I've got my my theme song too. You want to hear it? Sure. 
That Ed Van Ness is a bad Shut your mouth <laughs> But I'm talking about Ed <laughs> This is me going about my daily life Walking down the sidewalk Everything I do <laughs> Have you ever just walked down the sidewalk And maybe you had a song playing like Oh say staying alive You know You just you know The Shadow <laughs> As he Oh yeah no I know this song No this is the song that plays Yeah yeah Can you dig it Oh when you're walking yeah. yeah I can dig it Pick up the pace a little bit Hmm. We're gonna we're, we're gonna set that aside for now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to tell you not that I'm not that I'm trying to be evil here, but, you but are. did I tell you I did get to sit? Yeah. Well, I, you know, there's that. But uh, I did actually get to sit in the bleachers of a uh, Cubs game. Good for you. At Wrigley Field. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, they're playing the Twins. Uh, I actually flew down. Uh, flew out of the Twin Cities to Chicago early morning. Uh, got there. I got there in plenty of time. I thought I was going to cut a little close. Uh, sat out in the bleachers. Because I had a long day ahead of me, I didn't want to drink beer. But for five innings straight, that's the only vendors that were coming by were old-style beer. It wasn't say, until... How do you say no to old-style? Go ahead. How do you say no to old-style uh, draft? I, 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 I wish it was draft, but no, it was a can of old style. Um, and I would have, I would have, hey, I'd have been a drunk son of a bitch, but I, I, I had to, uh, I had to fly back home and then drive from. Were you, were you flying the plane? To, were you flying the plane? Yeah. But I had to commute back about, I had about a 20 mile commute from where, uh, uh, from where I left the car to, uh, uh, back home in suburbia, I wasn't living in Egan at the time. I was living out there in Michelle Bachman uh, territory, out in Anoka, Minnesota at the let's time. Fa- so. Let's face it, John. You get enough old styles on you, you're not even going to remember where the car was. <laughs> well, this is true. I had to get it at some point in time, though. I went to Chicago the very first time I was in Chicago. Uh, I won't go into all the details of that story, but. I walked down, I was staying with somebody, uh, so I went to the, there was a bar right down on the same block, so I went to have a beer, and I asked the guy, what, what do you have on draft, and he tells me, I said, what's old style, he says, give it a try, he says, where are you from, I told him where I was from, uh, he says, oh, you guys don't have that, this is uh, 84, well, he, he drew that beer for me, and I'll tell you what, I fell in love with Old Style Draft. That and, and Sing Tao, <laughs> Chinese bottled beer. Give me, give me those, I'm a happy, happy boy. Oh, you know what I, I tell you, Chicago. Chicago, uh, Chicago. Now, now, Granny Annie and I went to Chicago here. Uh, oh, well, well, yeah, it was just this uh, last year. Because yeah, I remember we saw a couple Twins versus White Sox games while we were there. But see, Annie, Annie isn't as enamored with Chinese food as I am. And Chicago has one of these great, vibrant Chinatowns here where you have at least a couple of dozen 
uh, at least a couple of dozen traditional Chinese restaurants. Okay, you're giving it a thumbs down. What's what's your drama, Mama? I hate Chinese food. Oh, come on. More importantly, it hates me. Well, now, there's always that. I don't like food that looks back at me. Well, now, I'm not talking about, you know, like live shrimp or live fish or whatever. Uh, Yeah, where the eyeballs are still in the damn thing. No, I I, I totally get you there. Nope. But, you know, I love love dishes like... uh, Mongolian beef, like beef and broccoli. You're not going to sell me on it. Egg rolls. Uh, I, I can't sell you on it. Oh, I love I like. egg rolls. Egg rolls I like. I love egg rolls. Other than that, no. I got a, I got an early indoctrination into, uh, into Chinese food, though. My parents love Chinese food, so at least once a week we were going to this little Chinese restaurant. Uh, uh, matter of fact, I think I even remember the name of it. House of Toy, I think it was the name. Kansas City, on the world-famous Country Club Plaza. Oh, well, of course. Uh, so when you, yeah. went to, when, when you went to the Chinese restaurant, uh, did they have the, the, the soup as a specialty? You know the one. Uh, wonton soup? No, no. <laughs> no, I... No, the cream of some young guy. Uh, Who was your waiter? One, one, one hung low. <laughs> oh, well, I tell you, they're coming up with some very unique names for Chinese restaurants, at least here in this area. Oh, do tell. Uh, let's see. We got we we do we have Ho Ting. Ho Ting. So yeah, so you can actually walk in there and say, "I can't believe I ate the whole Ting." Oh no, no, no! Don't do bad puns, please. Don't do bad puns. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> Begging you. This doesn't end well. A... Doesn't end well for anybody, John. Oh, were... there's a couple other that slipped my mind. But... Is this a Minnesota thing? Like, like Amy has to do jokes that she's not qualified to do, and then I tell a very, very funny, funny, funny thing, and and you you feel the need to come in and and slap my one hundred. Oh. Is that where we are, sir? You, you better be careful. I'm going to turn the cat loose and let it slap your one, one hung low. <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring that cat in. We haven't trimmed her claws in at least a year or so. <laughs> and oh, now, the cat's a pain in the ass. And now for the emergency bat turn. Don't forget, kids, we, we got Radio TFI primetime. Uh Mondays, Monday through Saturday, actually. Mondays. Would you believe I still have, I still have that list. Well, Let me see if means. I remember it here. Monday at Star Wars. Star Is it Wars? still Star Wars? Yeah, it will be Star Wars for quite a while. Uh, Tuesday and Thursday, Sherlock Holmes. That is correct. That's going to change. Probably mm, next when? week. Probably next week, the Thursday Sherlock Holmes will be replaced with something else I'm working on. Okay, Wednesday, it's Encore Wednesday. It's a repeat of this and we're not very... Talking about the, and we're not talking about the... Uh, we're not talking about the microwave meal here either. We're, no, we're not. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> and then Friday. Friday! King Biscuit Flower Hour. That is correct. I, I forget who's playing this week, but if you love music, if you love live concerts from the 70s and 80s, that's the place to be. That is the place to be in. And of course, on Saturday, 
Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Saturday. Saturday. What did I have Saturday written down here? Soundtrack oh, Saturday, oh, you knucklehead. Sound. <laughs> you know, I have him wondering sometimes if whether or not I go through these mental these mental blank outs on purpose or if it's. Uh... I'm not wondering. <laughs> I stopped wondering a while ago. Well, that's good because you know. Tonight, tonight, soundtrack Saturday at a special time. It's the uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band live album, nineteen recorded uh, uh, nineteen seventy five to nineteen eighty five. Uh, it's a special presentation at nine p.m. Eastern time, six p.m. Pacific time, because it is three and a half hours. Uh, so we're we're gonna play it. We'll play it one time. We've played this before. Uh, we got a little behind again. It was a it was a long week. We had a got a little behind putting together fresh content. So uh, enjoy the boss tonight. But yes, every night except Saturday, there's something on on at eight p.m. Eastern on Radio TFI. So if you happen to be uh, listening to us uh, through one of our many uh, podcast avenues here. We invite you to actually download the free and safe uh, Radio TFI app, uh, wherever it is you get your apps from, whether it be the Google Play, whether it be iTunes, uh, I, I, what is it, the, the Google Store, what is that, or excuse me, not Google Store, but uh, Apple Store, is, I forget what where people get their Apple. Uh, Apple Store, Google uh, Play. Okay. And you can also... That's true. You can also download the recorded version of this show, or the podcast, if you will. We are available not only on SoundCloud, which is our mm-hmm. pre-recorded home, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and pretty much any place uh, you get your podcasts. And if you can't find us in your favorite place, let us know, and we'll make sure it's available there. Exactly. No, I, but, you know, just download the Radio TFI app. I realize that there are plenty of places you can go to get your music uh, these days, but I believe that the Radio TFI playlist is one of the most unique. Uh, it doesn't settle, settle necessarily on one particular genre. We go all over the place with this. A very impressive, uh, very impressive collection of music, if uh, I must say so. Things and like yes, this. Must. Things like this. Actually, that hasn't made it on, into the vault yet. We just we just picked that up the other day. Uh, so there's there's new stuff being added weekly. Well, new for the vault, but yes, we have a very eclectic mm-hmm. mix. You can get Johnny Cash. You could get Isaac Hayes. You might find uh, 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 Taylor Swift. You name it, uh, we we got we got some version of it. No but rap. do you have any Barry Manilow? I want do you to know. I want to know. You have any Barry Manilow? Do I have Barry Manilow? Do I have Barry Manilow? Is that your question, sir? Is that your that question? That is my question. That my, is my question. My question is: Do I have any Barry Manilow? Uh, Let's see. Do I have any Barry? You look like a dog. You look right now like a dog digging in the uh, digging the hole, if you will, trying to find his bone.
for you yeah that worked really good all right barry wrote that song did he not he didn't write the, for he, he didn't write the music he, he added those lyrics to uh oh, to the existing okay. bandstand theme mm. very good i'm too. telling you people uh, folks if and now i'm gonna take the liberty of talking like an old man here <laughs> but if you if you're too young to remember shows like Bandstand or remember some of those, some of that music from ba- hell, even Soul Train, Soul you know some of the Soul Train. How's that? Don't do that again. Don't do that again. That was that was their opening, man. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, but th- that was <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, uh, you really missed out. Uh, on on a who wonderful hosted, era of who, music. Who, who hosted Soul Train? I don't, I don't remember. Don Cornelius don't from remember. from WBLS here in New York City. Really, really, huh? But uh, th- those were the times. If you uh, shows like Midnight Special with the it, Wolf Man, with the Wolf Man. Well, for the first season, he he was only there for the first season. It the Wolf Man. Right. The Wolf. It's the Midnight Special. <laughs> and there was even a song. Uh, um, who did that song, Midnight Special? You uh, remember that? Yeah. Yes, I do. And actually, I have it somewhere, but I don't have time to hunt for it right now. We have that gotcha. in the vault. Uh, there's also uh, the Wolfman Jack song. Here's to the Wolfman. Yeah, I remember that. Or something like that. So. Clap for the Wolfman. Uh, something like that. I, it's in the vault. It's in the dusty portion of the vault, but uh, I oh, really damn it! I really want to make this the new theme. The very end of that song, the instrumental part. A lot of news stations used that as their news opening theme back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Everybody, if we play the whole song through, everybody will say, "Hey, I remember Channel X Y Z used to play." That was their news song. No, it was the theme. You and I are going to have to do that. You, you got. We got to do this again. How long ago was it? You and I did just a. Uh, we went into our own personal vaults, if you will, and just dug out some songs that. A couple of months ago. That were, yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun thing. Maybe you and I will have. Even if we tear apart uh, a day out of our schedule. And just do it special or whatever. Hey, I hear that music. I got music playing in my head. It must be time to say goodbye, folks. So uh, another episode of the Taxi Stand Hour in the can. We'll talk to you again next week from St. Paul, Minnesota or Egan, Minnesota or somewhere in Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. Adios. See ya! I'm in